Texans Cap here with a special message. This podcast includes a discussion on Deshaun Watson and what team he may be traded to. I would like to highlight that despite having this discussion, we should not lose sight of the fact that there are 22 civil lawsuits levied against him. I think as fans, we can compartmentalize the civil matters away from the football matters and have a successful discussion. But the civil side should not be discarded or forgotten. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. All right, welcome to another episode of Cap and Trade, episode 25. Big night tonight, a lot of news to cover, a lot of things to get into. Joined by a good friend, Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network. Aaron, how you doing, sir? Doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You know, it's an exciting week, especially for for us Houston fans and and some fans of other uh, markets. So I know we're going to have a lot of uh, additional guests in here from different parts of the country. And if this is your first time joining my specific spaces, just know that these are recorded. And I redistribute them as a podcast later in the week. So we try to keep it clean for the most part. And, uh, you know, Aaron and I will probably cover some topics to begin with. And then, you know, as the show goes on, we'll we'll take as many questions as we can fit in in the time frame. We try to set us out about an hour for these. Um, I see we already got ooh, doo, 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 9, 10, 11 requests. So everybody just hang tight. I'll try to call your name beforehand so you're kind of ready for when you're ready to speak. But we try to take as many questions as we can. But So, Mr. Aaron, I know it's extremely busy time for you. It's a busy time for for a lot of us, but for you, I know you're just going 24-7 right now, and we'll just start off with Deshaun Watson. I know that's what everybody wants to talk about right now, so what's what's kind of the latest going on? I saw the Cleveland meeting just finished up here recently. Right. Yeah, they did complete the Cleveland meeting. I believe it included Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Berry, who's their general manager, and pretty sure uh, Jimmy Haslam came in, too, uh, the other People have come in as well, and <clears throat> it's a situation where, you know, they're all trying to recruit him. This isn't about a bidding war amongst the team. It's about they have to convince Deshaun that it's a good idea for him to join them. And then the trade compensation, they've already issued proposal. I still think there would be some haggling over terms once he waives no trade. Or maybe one person asked for a little more. It's not like they've accepted the trade. So that was something that some people have said, but I don't believe that's true. I think it's more we've discussed it, and you know, it's a situation where, hey, this is what it's going to take. Everybody has to give up three first-round picks or the equivalent, and now you fall into Sean. Deshaun has all the leverage. Once he... You know, was able to avoid being charged for a crime, and he was not indicted. And they had nine, you know, criminal complaints that they presented to the grand jury last Friday. That legal victory is what caused his trademark skyrocket. But it was always going to be somewhat like this because of the presence of that no trade. The no trade clause was originally inserted into the deal as an ask from his agent, David Mulligetta. It was intended to avoid. The Andre Hopkins kind of situation with his friend and teammate shipped out to the Arizona Cardinals abruptly. So he wanted to avoid that, possibly if everything ever went south. And it wound up becoming this really, you know, pivotal part of 
anything with him and his story. He would have had a chance, I think, for even more player empowerment a year ago, if not for you know the allegations that were levied against him, the accusations of the inappropriate behavior, uh, the sexual misconduct that was alleged by those plaintiffs and criminal complainants. And when he was not indicted, it opened everything up because most of the teams weren't like the Miami Dolphins. They weren't worried about civil lawsuits. Civil lawsuits in a way is treated by the teams and by the NFL as bad publicity, a bad look. It's not the same thing as the charge. Criminal charge is a real serious thing. And the NFL will put you in the exempt list and you're likely going to face punishment. It's not for sure that you know he has to be suspended, even though a lot of people tend to believe that. So have you? I mean, I say I know you said three first is kind of like the the ticket into the to the show at this point. I know Cleveland's initial offer was a little bit soft. I'd gotten it from a few different people that they had initially offered two ones: Kareem Hunt, Greedy Williams, and another pick. Obviously, it sounds like they had to come up on that offer to at least get kind of get a get a seat at the table. Yeah, because I wouldn't say that those players are the equivalent of a one. No, definitely. And there's other guys, you know that. You know that have done things like that. Yeah, and so. let's say while we're talking, Baker Mayfield has issued a statement. Uh oh. And he's explaining that he, uh, he can't control everything, and he wants to thank them, and he's given everything he has. That will not change wherever I take my next snap. Wow. That almost sounds like a uh, goodbye statement, huh? Yeah. Wow. Baker Mayfield sounds like he's ready to say goodbye. Yeah. Has there any been any uh any rumblings of where he might want to go if if he has any the Colts that's out there? Yeah. Yeah. So we got New Orleans, we got Carolina, we got Cleveland. Atlanta's supposed to be meeting tomorrow. Um, who, in your opinion, who do you think is kind of the leader in the clubhouse at this point? I think that the New Orleans Saints are the leader. I was told that their presentation went very well, that there was a good vibe with their general manager, Mickey Loomis, and it sort of went over really well. Uh, but I also heard from other people say he's completely open-minded and he's not made up his mind. He wants to hear from everyone before he makes a decision. And running the Falcons, because it's so complicated to do their trade, that it's going to be, be difficult. Yep. for them to pull this off, but playing in his hometown, being back in Georgia, how could he not entertain it and meet with them? Tell you what, though, New Orleans is really close to Atlanta on a flight. That's not a long, long trip. Yeah, I saw the, some stuff come out about Atlanta and how he was the ball boy there, and he's had a, you know, he's known Arthur Blank for a good long time, and so some of the people though, and, and this is this tends to happen, they're trying to get an outcome which is they want the access. So if you cheer for outcome through your reporting, sometimes you'll get something in return. And I think that's part of what's happening here. I think the Falcons, I had one person land tell me, the Falcons just want to be relevant. They'd like to, you know, get this attention and and show their fans that, hey, we tried. Look, we, 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 we tried to do this. Yeah. Okay. That or that or pushing up the driving price for the other two teams in their division, <laughs> but it's you know it's it seems like NFC is probably the preferred destination for Houston. I, I mean, 
Cleveland being in the AFC is still, I would think, still be an option. We saw that they were, Indianapolis culture declined despite them having absolutely no draft capital to to offer up at this point. So, what what kind of timeline do you think we're looking at on a on a decision from Deshaun? Um, I would say, what's the rush? I would imagine it's this week, but I've had a lot of people ask that question. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big decision, right? Yeah. He just started on Monday, and it's Tuesday, and people are acting like he's dragging. I've had so many people message me like, why is he dragging this out? How is he dragging it out? He's can't taking even, three meetings. He's going to have a fourth meeting. And he can't even make it official until Wednesday at, at the earliest. And I mean, right. I mean, we saw we saw. Casario. I mean, he's taking a meeting on Wednesday. Yeah. You know, he's one of his meetings is to, that he, that's set up. What if he wants to have more meetings? I've heard that six or seven teams could was, meet with him. That was going to be my next question. Is there any other possible team? There's not there? another. There's not another approved team. I did hear a thing that maybe one of the teams he rejected before that he might give them the courtesy of a meeting. You know, the team that would like to do that would be the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a couple of factors in the Eagles situation why I don't think he would want to go there. Uh, one, he didn't want them last year. And two, his friend plays for them yeah. is the Jalen um, Yeah, Jalen. Yeah, you would be taking Jalen's job. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, you know, we saw Casario restructured Tunsil, or at least the news came out today that you broke out. And so I don't know if that's more of a function of Houston needing a little bit of operating room while they wait on Watson after the new league year when the, when the team has to be cap compliant, you know, some of these contracts that they've agreed to probably may sit on those for a few days to sign them just to kind of give themselves a few working days to keep cap cap compliant. But you know, the, the Tunsil deal offered up open up quite a bit of cap space for them as well. So right. is there, before we start taking any questions, um, is there any any other names that Houston might be looking at? I mean, I know they've already signed between re-signings and outside free agents you know, almost, you know, a dozen players. I think players. there's some outside free agents they can add on. I think they're looking for an edge rusher. I'm not sure, you know, if they could get into like that Chandler Jones type of neighborhood. I think that that would be hard. Yeah. And, you know, I look at, you know, running back. That's something I think that they would like to bolster the position. They can do that through the draft and free agency. Uh, some names I've heard, like Ronald Jones, Tony Michelle. There's a couple guys out there that would be of interest to the Texans and have mutual interest. In fact, I do know that Ronald Jones has got some mutual interest with the with the Texans. So we'll see how that goes. Um, not reporting like they're going to sign. I don't even know if they're going to, you know, get into a negotiation. Yeah, that that's uh, just kind of you know people are interested in people at this time of year. But in my opinion. Yeah, they'll do a couple things like that. There'll be a few more things. I just don't think they're going to be like one of these teams that's a high bidder. They're not going to be the like, Jaguars. <laughs> no, no. I don't think they're at that point no, where they not. should no, try to not. buy their way into a contender. I think what they've got to do is they got to draft well. Yeah. yeah. And they're not closed on, say, like Tommy Roger Hill or in negotiations with him. Take a Martin. I would say nothing imminent. Like the Malik Collins, Desmond King deals ones that I knew would happen for a while. Yeah. yeah we're and talk about that. Terrence Brooks was something that I knew like and reported that they're working on all these deals. So then they when they finish, it's not like, oh wow, that's a that's a shock. No, it's like they've been working on it. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would I would think that Demarcus Walker was someone that they had some interest in. We'll see. If, you know, Demarcus gets to come back. They've got plenty of cap space after the. I, I won't dare because I don't know the numbers. I don't I reported either. what I reported. Yeah. I have the new cap figure for Laramie, but I would imagine every deal is filed, right? Or not filed, but mm. reported. Mm, One not, for three, Farrell Brown's in. Um, yeah, I just don't have enough details at this point to come up with a with a good cap number. With a number. Yeah, I'm still waiting on five or six or seven. A lot of short deals. Yeah, yeah I, I think. But it would be safe to say that they're, with the Tunstall thing, adding about $8 million, even with all the deals. Yeah, I, I mean, could they be like still, 15, 20 million? I don't know if it'd be that cap? much. Probably 10, 12, somewhere in there, if I had to guess. Just depending on how their structure, because you know, like the Malik Collins, trade Deshaun. They, yeah, once they trade Deshaun, that's going to open up twenty four. So, you know, like it's depends on how they structure some of these deals because I saw the Malik Collins had had two void years on his to kind of spread out that that signing bonus, which was kind of odd to see. Is that one in the system now? Yeah, yeah, that one's that one hit the reports on the seventeen seven fifteen run out. Um, so. It's really, I just wanted to get it, get your take on Deshaun Watson. You know, we'll, we'll if we got time, we'll go into some free agent stuff, but we do have sure. a lot of requests that folks have been okay. patiently waiting. So we'll, I think some of these are Browns fans and some are Houston fans. So we'll, I don't know. I'll who, try to answer any questions that you, I don't know who love. was first or not. So we'll just kind of go through. So Connor, we'll go with you first. And then, uh, Isaiah, we'll go with you second. Hey, Connor, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So um, I just had a couple questions about the uh, Browns meeting with Deshaun. Um, first things first, how how important do you feel the weather is in um, regarding Deshaun's decision? Um, I know that's a concern for us fans here in Cleveland. Good question. Is that something that you feel like there's been a lot of conversation on, you know, the on social media about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were joking in a space earlier saying the Haslam's would build a dome if if, if we got Watson, but I mean, it, it was just uh, some some fun. Yeah, I mean, I would say that has he ever been a big cold weather guy? No. Does he like living in the South? Yes. Does it completely disqualify the Cleveland Browns just because they're you know in the North and in the Midwest? No, absolutely not. I just think it's. If you had the other option of being in warmer weather, maybe in cities that you had spent more time, maybe might enjoy a little bit more, that's a factor. But it's not the only factor. Uh, but I would say it's you know one factor that does work against the Browns a little bit. It's not the only. It's not. It shouldn't be the only thing. But yeah, I would say, you know, I think he played a game there where the weather was awful. He did. Yeah. The, that was the game where uh, Justin Reed misses the tackle. Yeah, on Chubb, and they lose the game. Uh, they were playing pretty well. You know, the Browns are more talented than them, but they hung in there with their interim coach, Romeo Cornell, former Browns coach, and so uh, they're in the game, and then they lose at the end. But that game was terrible for him to throw in, and uh, you know, I think so they check a bunch of boxes, right, for offensive line, et cetera. I think that system but, would do well for Watson too. Yeah, I think it's 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 a tough situation. Yeah, um, if you don't mind, uh, second follow up question I had was um, no, I don't mind. 
you know, Deshaun actually had the Browns in for a meeting, and that was very telling for fans in Cleveland. I mean, it, it kind of points to the significance of them as a franchise after being, you know, so terrible for so long. Um, Benjamin Albright has been pounding the table pretty hard for, um, you know, basically there's no chance that Deshaun even goes there. I mean, if you had to rank it, in your opinion, where do you think the Browns stand in terms of his list of teams that he wants to go to? I think they'd be – they wouldn't be last. I, I, you know, I, I'm speculating here, so I'm not reporting this. Just for anybody that might – and I, I urge you guys, yeah, please don't – I don't really – I want to just kind of – I want to be able to speak freely here. I'm looking for a lot of tweets, if you don't mind, about Aaron said this and tagging and stuff. But <laughs> just me, I think Saints are first. I think the – Browns, I was told it went really well, but you know, I, I just think that he has a. It's more like the Saints are just he likes them more. I'd imagine that they're. It's almost like a tie with Carolina, and then with Atlanta, he hasn't met with them yet, so it's hard for me to rank them to know like how he's going to prejudge the meeting. But you know, I think Cleveland. I don't know if they're if he's going to be the team he's going to waive his no trade clause for. Right. Appreciate you taking the questions. Thank you. No problem. No problem. All right. Go down to, let's see here. Got a lot of them. Isaiah, I think, was second. And then we'll probably Jack. Chris Starkey probably after that. So we'll jump to Isaiah. Isaiah, you can take yourself off mute. Hi, I just had a question. Um, I'm not really on Watson, but sure. curious Brandon Cook's status with the Texans. I know his deal is up after next year. Hey, good question. With yeah, I'll let you answer that Brandon, one. Brandon, yeah. <laughs> well, there's been some mutual interest in a contract extension. They haven't gotten to a point where I would predict a deal would be likely. So right now I could just see him playing out the year under his current terms. And I don't think that they've ever gotten to a point where they were on the right number for what he would want, especially with where the receiver market is going. So he's at 13.44 million APY. And I think the Texans might be willing to possibly get into the $15 million range, but that won't quite do it. So, you know, you'd have to keep talking, try to get to, like, he'd like to be 20 a year. And I definitely understand that. I think if you think about this team, He's one of the only good players on the team. You'd say, well, he would start for a lot of other teams. He'd be he, number one he, a lot of teams. Yeah, no, he's very good. There's also a lot of data on him, like his uh, durability, his to run fast in the fourth quarter and the first quarter. I think those are all things that you know he's just really good at. I was curious more if he would, there's any potential chance if he got dealt. Um, uh, no, but, I do not predict a trade for him. Yeah, that's where. I was. And do you think Seattle is a potential uh, landing spot for Watson with all the capital that they have? It's fine that they have the draft capital, but he has to want them back. And even though they have a good roster and all those things, I just don't see him changing his guys. Yeah, it seems like they did their initial kind of assessment and probably 
pitched it in and sound like Watson. I don't know if it straight up was declined, but it, the fact that they're not in the median rotation at this point kind of gives us a good answer on that one. Isaiah, you got anything else, sir? I think that pretty much covers it. All right. Thank you, man. All right. We'll go to Chris Starkey, and then we're going to go to Panthers on tap after that. Chris, how you doing? Take yourself off mute, sir. Hi, how you doing tonight? Good. Good. Um, Cleveland fan here. Uh, so my my question really is: so if um they go all in and Deshaun Watson ends up not coming to Cleveland, your best idea on Cleveland's next move? Because I have a feeling it's not going to be Baker Mayfield. So I'll just step back and just let you answer that. Thanks. Well, that's 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 something I haven't really dove into. I don't know if they would fall back to, to Baker or if it's a we miss on Watson and then they deal deal Baker off to you know Indianapolis or something like that and then try to maybe trade for Garoppolo or get Marcus Mariota or you know another bridge type quarterback to to get him through the year. That's an interesting question. I haven't really. Do you think Derek Carr would be in play for that at all? I heard a lot of rumblings on that, but I haven't. Aaron, have you okay. heard anything specific on that? Well, that's mostly fan base, Browns fan base. That's all oh, okay. just a lot of Derek Carr stuff, and and so that's why I'm like, yeah, I mean, well, he's a logical candidate. I mean, he's in his yeah, last year of his like contract. Carr, you so. know, it's yeah. you know, Los Angeles is either going to need to extend him or or make some kind of decision on him and if josh josh mcdaniels is is happy with him then you know they'll probably get an extension done it's going to be an interesting number for him because he's in that kind of tier two quarterback area he's not going to command (laughs) not going to command that you know top tier money so sorry for coming (laughs) that's okay that's a freak show man we're not all all proper here Um, hey thanks guys i appreciate it thank you chris all right, take care. All right, we're going to get uh, Panthers on tap here. Get a little okay. Car- Carolina feedback. Panthers on tap. Go ahead and take yourself off mute, sir. Can you guys hear me? We can. All right, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity, Aaron. Really appreciate all the work you've been doing over these past couple of weeks. Just a couple of questions. Um um, how much weight does Carolina be an interested in Watson from the beginning play into a potential deal? So you're saying, so, say, so it's based on, I would this. say it carries, yeah, I would say it carries weight, but it's not like, you know, they stuck with him and, and they continue to, it'll be some, a team like, you know, when they didn't continue, I mean, he, he zeroed in on Miami and they were concerned I guess, like any team, like is he going to get charged? And they wanted that clarity, like all the teams. But I wouldn't say like it was like you know they backed him from the beginning. They had his back. I don't think he would look at it like that. If that makes sense. And did you get a sense at all how his meeting with the Panthers brass went? I know we've heard that they were confident and they had a strong, strong offer. I'm just curious if you've heard anything on, on there. I heard it went well. I've also heard that the Panthers came away feeling like he preferred the saints. 
Okay. Okay. And, and, that's, far- and, that, and that was, that's pretty, um, it, it was secondhand, but it was from someone that did speak to the Panthers that told me that, that they didn't come away feeling like this is going to happen. Not that it was just dead, but just, they just didn't think they had as good a chance as some of the other teams. One last follow-up here quick. Does Carolina, I've seen multiple reports from our own beat reporters, does Carolina have the best trade offer on the table right now? That I don't know either. I don't have, um, you know, every trade. Like no one's told me what each team has offered. So, no, I, I don't have that information, to be able to say. But they do have the highest first-round pick. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. They also have the highest-ranked. I, unless I, I don't know everyone, the stats of everyone's second and third rounds, they all believe have them, but I think they have the highest second round pick as well. And I would, so, I, I would say Carolina's probably also got some of the better player assets, assets. as well. It has nothing round. to do with the bidding war, though. It's unfortunate yeah. for the teams that Deshaun has the no trade clause. Otherwise, you just have an old fashioned bidding war. And the Texans would have loved it for it to be that way. They've accepted, and that's why they are doing it this way, which I think is a collaborative approach and is smart. If you do this and you try to fight with them over the meetings, you're just going to delay it. They want to get the trade done. And if that means it's the team with the 18th pick of the first round, the Saints, then that's what it is. I think there's some attractive teams here. And I don't think it's about for the Falcons trying to drive up the price on the other teams or anything like that. It's just people that say that they're not understanding the situation. It's all about what Deshaun wants. He picks the team, and then you work out the best trade that you can with that team. And if the trade is too good, I wonder, could it get scuttled? Like, they do all this work, and then Deshaun's like, I don't like that trade. You give it too much, you're sending me to a place that's got nothing left. I would hope not. I, I would hope. So. I would hope that, like you said, it's being a collaborative, collaborative effort between all the parties, and the fact that at least a framework of a trade has already been submitted. That you know, unless something just dramatic gets tacked onto it, you know, I think even Watson kind of already understands what the package already is. So, yep. they're going to be a team that doesn't draft in the first round. But guess what? The Rams don't draft in the first round. And the Rams are the champs. <laughs> All right. Panthers on top. You got anything else, sir? That is it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. So we have 32 requests. I don't even know who to who to pick first. We'll go to a hometown, hometown person. Go to Lindsay. Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Hey, what's going on? What you got? Hey, so at the end of the day, Aaron, do you think that Deshaun is going to give Nick like more than one option? Because I don't really, I don't really think that's really fair to us on that side. Is he going to give him two, maybe like two teams, and then Nick chooses what he wants, or do you think it's just going to be one? I think it's going to have to be which one do you want? Because if you do that and you give Nick options then Nick's just going to pick the best terms. Well, what if it's not the team he wants to go to? So what's the point of the no trade if you don't use it? I don't think it can work that way. I think he can't be 
wishy-washy about it or diplomatic. He's got to actually pick a team. This has got to be like college recruiting where you have a team and if you if you can't do that, then you know they can't really do this very well. Um, I think that it just doesn't work. He's got to pick the team, and then they work out the trade. I can see the terms changing a little bit, but I yeah, think some parameters are kind of you know agreed upon. For you know, for a Texans fan like yourself, I would just accept that. It might wind up being a situation where he's in the NFC, so he's not playing against you guys. Right. Because obviously the Texans have plans to be good again at some point. And it's going to probably make that a little bit funny, you know, that, that let's, you know, be realistic. This isn't going to be necessarily a winning season for the Texans. You know, maybe 2023, they're coming out of this. And I think then you have to look at, you know, if you're getting, you have the third pick, you have the 18th pick the Saints first round picks in subsequent years, some other draft capital. What if you get a good off young offensive lineman that's under their control, meaning, you know, he's not, he's on a rookie deal like Cesar Ruiz. That'd be attractive or Ryan Ramchick. So you make your offensive line better. I don't think you're going to get like Marshawn Lattimore and, or Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, or I was untouchable. Mean, do you think that Nick's going to just accept like, I, I, if I'm Nick, I wouldn't accept less than what you feel like he's worth. And if if that one team Deshaun pick is, you know, not giving what we feel like he's worth, I mean, do you, do you, do you have confidence I mean, in Nick that he'll fight back is my question. I do. I mean, I think he's a tough negotiator. I think what he would try to do under that scenario is ask for quite a bit from that team. And maybe that's a, asking for another pick and asking for something. But – for me to say that that's definitely how it would go, you know, I'm, I'm speculating like anyone, but I just think knowing Nick, he would negotiate, but they've got to be close on the parameters for anyone to even have gotten to this stage. You can't just throw out, yeah, yeah, we'll give you our three ones, and sure, we'll do this. These aren't like what I would call as formal a proposal as you would have if you had the permission. And that's, I think, when the real negotiating starts. But it doesn't have to be a very long process right. once that happens. And there is really no rush. Um, this isn't stopping them from competing for free agents. They're not a team that was planning to be Make big sense. spenders. Right, like, right. We don't have any money. <laughs> no, they have. I mean, they actually do. They they have the ability after the tonsil restructure. And uh, Troy, correct me if I'm wrong. If they wanted to sign a big free agent, they could do that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. I'm just saying I don't think they were planning to make like huge splashes with multiple. No, they, they, no, I was told that they didn't plan to do that. Yeah. And they don't necessarily like the free agent market. Are these all great players? I don't think you could say that. Some of these guys are getting big money, are just not really guys that you should spend big for. Yeah. And the mid they really the way the they got to build this free team agents is, were are just ki- killing it out there. It is amazing. Some of the it's players, gonna be worse next year. Yeah, I mean the the cap inflation. I mean, you see it with Farrell Brown. That that contract just blew my mind. But I mean, just across the league, you're seeing a ton of contracts that are 20, I mean, 30, for, to 20 to thirty percent of what I, I thought their market value would be. Yeah, you're, you're dead on, especially with the wide receivers. But yeah. to me, Troy, they're gonna have to draft well. Yeah. That's gonna be where they build the team. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we saw 
I appreciate it, Lindsay. You got anything else? No, that's it. Good. Thanks. Right. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, no, drafting is going to be the key, the key to this. And, and hopefully, you know, the, the 2021 class, say what you want about it. It was, a, it was a successful class. You know, whether you look at it as they played a lot as a function of the roster or if they played a lot as a function of talent. But hopefully that's something that Casario can build upon based on the uh, 2021 draft class success. And, and hopefully that can uh, carry over into – to 2022 so let's see who we got next you know i really would i'm gonna have to submit some feedback i really wish twitter would put the request in order that they came in it just shuffles them every time somebody submits a request it shuffles them again so i have no clue who's been waiting the longest and if you've been waiting forever i apologize that i don't know who's been waiting the longest i'm kind of just there's a I recognize a lot of people that are in here. Yeah, I see no. Marco. I see Blake. I see some other familiar, some people I, I actually know in person. Uh, some some friends and uh, re- really good people that are on here. Yeah, I know. There's, there's a lot of good people on here. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, I, I Kevin appreciate Cole. you guys coming. Yeah, listen. Goodberry Joe's on here. Yeah, there's a lot of good people. Let's see. Let's get another question here. We'll just randomly pick somebody. Um, Liam, Liam Hawley. Go ahead and take yourself off mute, Liam. Sorry for the sudden. Hello. Yeah. Hey. Hey, man. Uh, I got I got a few I got a few things real quick. Mm-hmm. Just just a few, uh, a few points. Uh, first of all, Deshaun Watson. You know, I would I would love to have the guy on the team, but is it really worth it at this point as the Panthers to give up so much for a guy who's probably going to get suspended? Um, I mean, you never know, right? Well, here's here's what I'll say to that for the suspension part. You've got to look at the long-term outlook. You're getting potentially 10 years of top five quarterback play. So a six or eight game suspension, when you look at it in that aspect, is really not too big of a deal. And that's, like, you know, he's making 30, he's got a $35 million salary this year. So if he has a big suspension, that's a lot of cap savings as well from that that money that he's not going to earn that you can carry over into free agency the following year. So that's how I've always viewed the suspension piece. Yes, it is a, a, a part of it, but it's, I don't think it's detrimental to the fact if you look at it as a long-term outlook. I get that, but if you think about it, you know, we're going to have to pay a lot of people soon. You know, DJ Moore is going to want this big contract. And yes, you do. It, 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 Brian Burns is going to want his contract. We just lost his son, which was, sorry for my profanity, was pussy. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This whole Baker Mayfield situation is, like, getting me on edge. Uh, a part of me wants to kill a bottle, a bottle of Pinot Noir right now. And... Uh, <laughs> Pray, pray that Deshaun makes the right decision. But, you know, at the end of the day, the better situation is on the thing. And a part of me really wanted Trubisky, um, you know, just to keep McCaffrey. You, you feel me? I, yeah. I, you know, but I, I, I don't know, guys. It's, it, it's been a real um, it's been a real roller coaster. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, we, we're, we're going through the same roller coaster over here in Houston as you are going through over there. So. I mean, I oh, think, oh, you're a Houston fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I at the end of the day, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Houston fan. I I try to cover as much of the league as I can, but mm-hmm, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, yeah, my 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 
if I take the the analysis, the cap cap guy, take that that hat off and put on a fan hat, it's gonna be Texans. <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 man. And uh, if if we do end up getting Deshaun, free massages on me. I got you. Oh yeah, goodness! Right. All right, thank you, Liam. Oh, all right, I appreciate it. You guys have a great keep night. it clean, guys. Come on. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm my just fault. kidding. My fault. My fault. It's <laughs> okay. All right, let's see here. Aaron, you doing good? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no big problem. breaking news. I, I am watching. Uh, for anyone who wants to know what it's like to do this, who? I for anyone that's interested in what reporting is like on a daily basis when it's really busy. Go ahead. I am on Twitter the whole day, and I then your eyes start hurting, and then you uh, start on the phone. You're texting, 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 and call. Then you roll your calls, and certain people you know you can call at a certain time. And that's just basically there's databases and stuff like that, and then just try to get your information. It's uh, it's it's fun though. It's fun when you get one, especially get a story. Man, it's crazy right now. I dig. For the folks that are listening, I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of work at overthecap.com as well with Jason. I do a lot of the contract data entry, and this is a brutal time as for us as well. I mean, it's not probably not on a level that Aaron's dealing with, you know, twenty four seven, but you know, five six hours a day of of punching in the contract numbers. The numbers start running together when I'm looking at the reports that are coming through, but it's it's all fun at the end of the day. So. That's all that matters. Let's see here. We'll go to... Let's try... Vinny. Vinny. You there? There Yeah. What's up? Yeah, I had a couple questions. Sure. Um, Actually, one I kind of just thought of when you're talking about you work with Jason over the cap. So how do you guys get your contract info? Is it just from, like, Twitter, like Adam Schefter and stuff? That's super secret. No, I mean, at the end, I mean, yeah, a lot of it comes, you know, from what same thing that Aaron tweets out. I mean, Aaron tweets out a lot of – Aaron's got a lot of good access. He's able to uh, get out the contract details in a timely manner, and uh, we can pull from that. You know, but would 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 you know like all the incentives and like some of the minutiae that are like on a contract? Yeah, I, I, we don't. I, I don't. I'll, I'll be. I'll be transparent. <laughs> I don't have the actual copy of the contract. I have a summary of the contract. And so, when you have a summary of the contract, what does that mean? You're going to probably have enough relevant information in terms of signing bonus, base salaries, how much of the base salaries, if any, are guaranteed. Are there roster bonuses? Are there per game active roster bonuses? Are there escalators? Are there playtime incentives? How much money are they? And, you know, all those things. Those are all the factors. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like the details of like what activates the escalator, what activates the incentive. It just takes a little bit of time for us to, to track those down. And, you know, we know certain people were able to obtain. You, you know, nine times out of ten, we can usually get a hundred percent of the contract in there. There's a few that escape us, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of gotcha. legwork. Um, but yeah, you know, it seems very that's... manual process. It's not too bad though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was just I was always curious about that because I I'm going over the cap a lot. I've always been here. Um, yeah. Second question. I was actually on a Browns uh, podcast or Browns tour space just now. They said, Aaron, you said that uh, Saints are number one and Browns are number two on Deshaun's kind of like wish list or 
teams that he prefers right no, now? No, I, I would not. I would say that, you know, Atlanta could be stepping up to number two, depending on how tomorrow goes. I think Carolina. I mean, Cleveland could wind up last for all I know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting them to to win this. <clears throat> okay. But so you, I mean, it's up to him. The lead. It, it's up to him. Yeah, I, I what? I've had other people tell me that he has made up any made any decision at all. Gotcha. Okay. But like, I guess the Saints are in the lead as of now. Yes. And he, and I guess he cares about the whole suit, like where the franchise is at in terms of winning a Super Bowl. That's his primary concern, or is it being close to family? Uh, income? winning first factors like you know who's on the team, their long term vision, what he thought of. Know, the coach and the general manager, kind of collaborative approach they might have, all of those things are big factors. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Yeah, I was just curious about that too. All right, you got anything else, Vinny? Nope, that's it. Cool. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. That's... And the Saints have a safety, Marcus May. Just confirmed that he is signing a three-year, $20.5 million contract with $15 million guarantee. That's a good deal for him. That's a good deal for him. Uh, especially coming off the Achilles, getting $15 million guaranteed. That's impressive. That's impressive. All right, let's see here. Tyson, we'll try you next. I'm just scrolling and randomly picking people. Tyson, go ahead and take yourself off mute, sir. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, so I'm actually a Bucks fan. I'm just curious, how close were they to uh, any anything before Brady? Obviously, they weren't that close. They were interested. But they didn't really step up, and he was interested, but they just. You know, I think they never really moved on from Brady. Yeah, that's the thing. All right, that was it for me. Thank you. All right, thank you, Tyson. I see. Uh, I see some people I know in here. I see right, get... Marco. I see Blake. Uh, yeah. See a lot of a lot of good folks. Let's see. Where's Tyler? He's been waiting forever. He messaged me to let me know he's been waiting since the first. So, Tyler, finally Hello, got finally got finally got to you, sir. I'm so sorry for the long wait. Oh, uh, it's all right. I just got a quick question about what do you think the odds are that the Browns end up getting Baker? Odds oh, for Brown. Yeah, I'm getting uh, getting Deshaun. Yeah, my bad. Uh, no, no, no worries at all. I think that they had a decent chance, made a good presentation. Told it, it was, you know, very solid. Uh, did a good job, and haven't heard that, you know, they're jumping out there right now as the team. I think tomorrow is a pretty important meeting, just because of the ties at home, but. Yeah, Cleveland is really, if you look at the rosters of the teams, I think they're really a quarterback away. Yeah, and if you're Watson, you got to think that if you go to the Browns, you're winning now. Right. There's some appeal, for, you know, when you think about it. But, you know, it's all it's all up to him. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you guys for letting me on. That's what I wanted to all know. Right. Thanks, Tyler. Okay. Thanks for the thank wait. Thank you. All right, we'll go to Mac next. Get all the all the requests in here is a listener driven show tonight. Mac, what's going on, man? 
Hello, Mac. We cannot hear you. Three, two, sorry, Mac. Try again if you want to submit a request. All right, let's see here. Who else is on here? Let's see if there's any Houston Texans talk. Go local this time. 1,200 listeners tonight. Mm. Houston Texans talk. What you got, man? Uh-oh. Hope we're not going 0 for 2. Houston Texans talk. All right. I'm going to have to do a lot of editing on the podcast. All right. Hopefully this next person will get us back on track. Let's see here. Nate. Uh-oh. Did we lose Aaron too? I think we lost Aaron as well. Let me see where he went. That's the bad thing about these live shows. You never know what's going to happen. Nate, go ahead, man, while you're while we're here. We'll try to see if we can get Aaron back on here with us. Oh, Nate dropped off. So let me try to figure out where Aaron is. Oh, Aaron says important phone call. So maybe we'll get some interesting news. But I'm happy to still continue to answer questions as best as I can as until Aaron gets back. So if you want to ask, we'll... Give it a shot. Just throw up some people. Ian, got you up. What's going on? Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, it's just me. Unfortunately, Aaron had to drop off for a second for an important phone call, but I'll do no my worries. best to, to suffice until Aaron gets back. What's going on, man? Hey. At all. Oh, you know, just another night in the NFL with chaos and plenty, right? Yeah. The question I have is we recently just saw the Eagles and the Falcons kind of go through a situation where the Falcons pull out at the last what was going to happen with Calvin Ridley. The type of constant communication with the league regarding a suspension since before all the allegations came out and all that stuff. Are the teams that are interested, regardless of who they are, aware of the pending suspension and if so if the league comes out and says hey we're looking at a year-long suspension would that by chance throw a wrench into the works where the texans come out and say hey we might not want to pull the trigger just yet because it could be a year before he plays has there been any talk between the teams the league the texans on that kind of front so unofficially i would say the teams involved including the texans probably have a have received some some feedback from the league office on what may come down publicly the league has already come out and said that there's no pending suspension he is eligible to play you know until our investigation is complete 
you know, they're not going to issue any kind of suspension with the criminal charges being dropped. They're not going to use the commissioner exempts list. So, I mean, these, these civil lawsuits could, could go on for years for all we know. So, you know, I, I, at this point, if a suspension comes this year, I don't think it's going to be a year long. I would imagine six, eight, six, eight games, something like that. So, I would, yeah, the league's I, normally I sus- done this six game with personal conduct yeah. up until the seventeen game schedule. Well, that's why I wondered if they shifted from a six game suspension to possibly an eight, given that you're now playing seventeen games as opposed to sixteen. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it makes perfect sense. If I think just from the nature and the quantity, maybe you just tack on another game or two. But at the end of the day, I would personally i would like to think that all the teams all the teams involved including the texans have some sort of feel from the league office of what to expect but at the end of the day like i mentioned earlier you know i think they're all willing to absorb 8 10 12 game suspension in the hopes of having 10 years plus of deshaun watson as their quarterback yeah i think the biggest worry is that the ridley thing happens where the texans get notification they're like, all right, we got to stop all this. Let's revisit this, and it drags on for another three months. Ridley, man, they threw the book at him. My gosh, I mean, I, I mean, I understand why they had to do it, and I understand the reasoning for it with the with the gambling they piece. But my gosh, man, that that a year long for that just seems seems a little over the top. But I understand why they had to do it. So. Well. We know one thing about the NFL and the suspensions. They're never consistent and they never make sense. And when you start comparing them apples to apples, they don't. They never stack up against anything because the league, there's nothing formal that says X, Y. Everything is subjective. Who's your reviewer? Who's your arbiter of your case? Yeah. No, that's, that's a fair point. Not For all the folks that are DMing me, I appreciate it. I, for some reason, it didn't come through when Aaron said he had an important phone call. I didn't catch that on my on my end, so I missed that. And uh, I appreciate it, Ian. Let's see. Here. Perfect. No, thanks. thought I saw some folks on the list. We'll go down to Steven. I think that I guess that's Steven. I guess that's how you say it. Steven. What you got tonight, sir? Hey, how's it? Um, just wanted to get your opinion and uh, you know, what your thoughts are. If you see a scenario where Deshaun would come back to Houston and uh I was curious what Aaron thought on that as well, but uh you know, unfortunately he had to drop off. I think we're at the point where coming back to Houston is about a zero point zero percent chance. I know there's a, a few fans out there that are that were holding on hope and and I and I understand the reason for it, but the fact that we're at this point where he's taking meetings with other teams, it seems like a foregone conclusion that Deshaun Watson will never play a snap for the Texans again. And, you know, as a Texans fan myself, that's that's disheartening. You know, we, we've gone through year over year every year of bridge quarterbacks only to finally have Rick Smith trade up and, and get Deshaun and have this happen. So, you know, starting back over is difficult, but that would be my, my opinion on the matter, Stephen. Okay. And uh, just a second question, if, if it's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so with Saints looking like the top contender, is there any players that you, in your opinion, um, could be likely coming back to us in that trade? You know, uh, obviously the, the picks are, are what they are, but as far as the players, what are your thoughts? 
Well, I know a lot of people have been mentioning Ryan Ramchek. I don't see that, especially with the news of, of Tunsil sticking around. And, you know, we, we hope that Titus Howard would be put back over at right tackle and keep them as the bookends. Plus, they restructured Ryan Ramchek, so that makes his his contract pretty untradeable. But, you know, there's been some other players like Cesar Ruiz that was mentioned. Unfortunately, Marcus Davenport was restructured as well, so that kind of makes his contract a little untradeable. But I don't see the the Alvin Camaros of the world or Marshawn Latimer or, you know, those contracts are very almost untradeable at this point, the way they're structured. Same with Michael Thomas. So, you know, he's definitely going to be looking at young type of players that are still in rookie contracts that are that are easy to move and, you know, just in hopes of continue to turn this roster over and, and get the overall roster age down. Sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Steven. I appreciate everybody's patience tonight. And sounds like Aaron is still on his important phone call. I'll keep trying to take questions the best I can. Texans Bullheads. How are you doing tonight, sir? What's up, Texans Cap? This is actually um, St. John. Uh... I haven't followed oh, for years. Is this your burner cap, burner account or something? Well, you know, this is something we trying we trying to dabble with a couple of friends of mine. Okay, to, uh, what's going on, man? So. Oh, so my my question is, um, if you if you kind of break down the, three, the top three um, teams, the Saints more more like young old line guys that might be traded to the Texans. Uh, the Carolinas more like a defensive studs that might be coming this way, and Atlanta's kind of. It's kind of mixed because the players that might be coming this way, it's kind of mixed, you know, if they can be offensive, defensive players. What would be your ideal trade players back to us? Not just draft picks, but the players traded back to us so we can actually, we can actually field our free agency and our draft based on the players we receive. Because our free agent players will be second-tier, third-tier players, but the players we get from tra- the trades may be those upper-layer uh, players and picks, players that actually can make a difference on this, on this roster. Yeah, I think I think Carolina's probably got the best assets when it comes to players themselves, especially on the defensive side where this team has a ton of a ton of holes to fill. You know, and I think it's the Brian Burns, JC Horn, Jeremy Chin are the top three names that I think pretty much everybody would be all on board with. And I don't really see beyond, I mean, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, you know, doesn't, for me, that doesn't really do a whole lot for me. So I think that's where you're going to be looking at when it comes to Carolina from assets that would, it's all going to be defensive players. Atlanta is a little bit tricky. I agree. Atlanta, you know, I think AJ Terra would be my top pick to get from there. Um, Kyle Pitts, I know everybody's throwing that name around. That's that's a really tricky one because that's a big negative cap hit for them to to trade away. You know, maybe they try to stuff in Grady Jarrett and his big contract or something like that. Um, you know, they really find a way to uh, develop linebackers there, but to me, it's just AJ Terrell is pretty much the only name. If if we if we want other names and. And Kyle Pitts is, you know, a nice name to throw in there. But I think at the end of the day, it's it's A.J. Terrell from Atlanta. 
And then New Orleans, you know, I haven't really looked at their roster as hard as I probably should have. I know. Well, you know, I, go ahead. I kind of see it as um, like Caesar and McCoy mm-hmm. as a center and guards combination. And for Atlanta, same thing with their uh, Newberry and another another guard that they can actually maybe do young and young contracts that could probably help the Texans offensive line instead of drafting them, just take those and just develop those for the next three or four years before their, their next deal goes forward. Because, like I said, Atlanta uh, offense and defense don't really see a lot of impact players who are young young on these decent contracts. But you, you for some reason, they are, they are a trade team, so it doesn't really seem like they have enough really good players that we want to go forward with. So that's why I'm asking. But maybe, maybe they're more old line kind of guys than I see from than Carolina. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. It's I'm just kind of scanning through, um, scanning through some depth charts. Yeah, I definitely like Caesar and McCoy. If, if we can get Caesar and McCoy, and maybe AJ Terrell. Oh, no, you know that's that's for the Saints. Maybe a a corner. Maybe that'd yeah, be fine. AJ, yeah, AJ Terrell from Atlanta would be would be fantastic. Same as you know JC Horn, and I know yeah. there's been a lot of talk about. You know, the, those players might be more man, man covers type guys and Lovey Smith running his own scheme. But I think at the end of the day, Lovey can can make talent work in his scheme regardless of, of what their particular skill set is. I think at the end of the day, those two cornerbacks have shown high levels of talent and you just find a way to make it work. So that would be – go ahead. And my last, my last question would be uh... – what do you think a contract for Miles Jack would be? And think, do you think he'd be a good fit on his Texans team? Because I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big Jack, Jack guy. So he got released by Jacksonville, and Jacksonville continues their insanity of decisions. <laughs> Trent Baalke going crazy over there, overspending for players. So he was on a four-year extension that was averaging 14.25 million APY. I think his services are going to be well garnered. I think it's going to be, there's no health issues or it just made no sense why, why they let him go unless it's just a specifically a scheme kind of thing, scheme fit. So, I mean, he's going to be, he's got to be 12, 10 to 12 million per year, pretty easily, if not more. So I would think probably two or three year deal, 12, 13 million per year, you know, 20 million guaranteed pretty easy. Right. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think that that's something the Texans would be looking at. Unfortunately, I would, I would love to have miles Jack here, but you know, I think at the end of the day, I think they're going to focus on the uh, tier two and tier three and tier four type players. They already re-signed Christian Kirksey. I think Kamu's going to, I think Kamu is going to pri- as for now has priced himself out of Houston I don't know mm-hmm. if the market is agreeing with his price out, but it's looking more like he may not return unless he just gets out there and just finds a really horrible market and decides to make it back. We'll see. Okay. Well, I kind of I kind of put Miles Jack as the uh, Lance Briggs of uh, old team is they have an athletic linebacker that can have cover and hit at the same time. So I think that would be a perfect form, but we'll see what happens. Yep. All appreciate right. taking that. All right. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, let me text Aaron real quick. All 
All right, let's see if we can find another question in here. There's only 42 of y'all hanging out. H. Tyne Sports. Go ahead and take yourself off mute, sir. Well, I guess he dropped off. So, Josina Anderson just tweeted out, I'm told tonight the compensation asked for Deshaun Watson trade has not varied even with recent developments so far. The Texans are still seeking five to six premium assets to consummate a deal. League source added they've remained firm but fair in discussion. So, that's that's good to hear, both both from from the Houston side and for the teams that are bringing in. So it sounds like Casario is trying to be level-headed, trying to get a fair trade without going, you know, way over the top, but not backing off to a value that will will have fans come knocking at his door. So that's good to hear. Five to six premium assets. That's probably you know three or four draft picks, two or three players, something like that. So that's very good to hear. Excited to to see that so y'all feel free to keep <laughs> my airpods died at the last second all right let me see if i can find you mac what's so fun about this you can just all right mac chance number two what you got Man. You messaged me and everything. All right. All right, let's see. Who we got here? Trust thy plan. The usual. <laughs> Mac, I don't know. I'm sorry, sir. I am so sorry. I don't know what's going on. Hello? Hey, what's going on, dude? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, it's been actually a crazy, crazy week, huh? Yeah, yeah, to say to say but, the um, least. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it to be over with. Yeah, me too. So my question is, is, you know, the whole Brooklyn Nets and the Rockets situation with James Harden, do you think it could actually play out with like a three-team trade could go down with Deshaun Watson? I think if Cleveland gets up there as a uh, gets up as a real option for Watson, I think that might happen. I don't know if it'd be a, like a full on three way trade, but I think I think I don't know if Houston. I know Houston's not interested in Baker, but maybe they take him in and they flip him to somebody else, or they work with, work around a a three way trade with with Baker as well, but. I haven't seen a three-way trade in the league in a, in a very long time, so it wouldn't shock me. I mean, the NFL is full of all kinds of surprises, as we've seen today and in past That's years. So, fair. but you know, it's 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 tough to to get that much cooperation between three teams. But who knows? It might happen, but I, I would be shocked. I think at this point, it's just going to be a, a a clean trade between two sides. All right, that that'll be all. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you next week, man. Yep. He's always here, which I just love. All right, let's see here. 
All right, we're going to go German and then Gustavo. So let me see, find you all on this list here. I'm not used to having this many requests. All right, there you are. Jermaine. Hey, Texans cap. What's Big going fan. on, man? All good, brother. We uh, Texans fan here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, been following you since you first started, and it's good to see that you have uh, audience nationwide. 20, 2012, I was looking yeah. at it. 2012, I've been on this dang social yeah. media thing. That's awesome, bro. But I, <clears throat> I was hoping you can kind of uh, explain it in layman's terms a little bit. Um, I like most fans from other teams, you know, the accusations that Deshaun has gone through, like they use that to lower the the value that Deshaun has. But at the same time, this type of caliber player isn't available. That's the discount that he is available. You know, like teams, uh, fans from other teams need to understand, like you're going to have to give up assets to to get the Sean. What I want you to explain to me is more on kind of what Aaron touched at the beginning. But I saw you stuff like a quote tweet about, hey, Nick Casario has received offers. He hasn't approved them, but he's received them. So he's allowed he he allowed Deshaun to speak to those teams. So I just want to make sure I understood how that process is working. Like he hasn't accepted the offer, but he's just received them, right? And then can you help me from a Texans fan point of view understand why you say that's a good thing? Like I like that because so in my opinion. It's good that he, Casario, was able to get kind of a framework, a general package up front before Watson meets with teams. And I say that because that prevents Watson from potentially torpedoing any, any offers. If, you know, if say the highest offer came from Carolina, just for example, and that's what Casario wanted to go to and, then Watson saw the value on, you know, saw the trade assets coming over and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going over there. They're, they're giving away their future to bring me in. We need to, we need to adjust this deal. So it makes sense for, for Casario to get the framework up front for a trade. Let Watson have his interviews, let Watson pick the team he wants to choose and then you go back to that team and say, okay, we've got our framework. Let's finalize this. And maybe they, you know, make an adjustment, minor adjustments, things like that. But the overall framework, it sounds like it's already pretty, pretty well put in place. And at this point, it's just fine tuning it to get both sides, whether it's some, somebody's eating some contract, somebody's eating some salary. Maybe there's, you know, we need to sit on it on a day so that you can get this player restructured to get yourself in a better cap position, things like that. But to me, that's that's why it's a good thing. A, you get the framework up front. So these are the teams that are serious. These are the teams that have a seat at the table. It's almost like a ticket to a show. I mean, this is you've got to submit something that we're willing to work with. We, as in the Texans, the Texans are willing to work with, and then go through the process, fine-tune it, and close it out. 
So let me follow up to that. I understand. I, I So you basically, you kind of have a baseline of what you're getting. You know what you're getting, basically. And and the Sean can torpedo it. That's basically the, the good. So I get that because he does have the no trade clause. And like Aaron Wilson has reminded the entire world, uh, he he decides where, where he's going. Yep. As a Texans fan, I've been uh, hoping that we get that breaking news traded to Carolina because I want that Carolina package. But after hearing Aaron on this space tonight and seeing his tweets this evening, I'm more thinking I'm preparing myself for this Saints package. What do you do? You like what the? I don't like it, man. But at the same time, is kind of Castario gonna be forced to accept it? You know, like because I I also like uh, the guys on Six Ten. They 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 mentioned that our leverage is like if we don't like this package. We'll just sit your ass down for another year. You know, we we did it last year. What do you think about the the Saints package? It's not my favorite. I'm with you. I you know that number six and the high number two is is very attractive. Plus, like we talked about, the uh, the 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 player assets they have are very attractive as well. So to, I'm with you. I think Carolina. You know, at first I was a little hesitant with Carolina because they they didn't have they didn't have as much, and they, and I, I may have just misspoke. They they may not have a two this year with the Sam Darnold trade, so that's where they have to supplement with with the players. But to me, I mean, draft picks are great, but I think those established two year, three year players are are very important. And if if Watson chooses. New Orleans. I mean, that's at the end of the day. That's that's what Houston's gonna have to have to swallow and take in. And they, if if New Orleans is already interviewing with Watson, then it's it it sounds like Houston's willing to take that package, whatever that package may be. So I'm with you. Yeah, I would love to have number six overall, but 18 overall is still is still decent and. You know, hopefully there's a few players attached to that and then the future number ones that may come along with it. I'm with you. I, the reason I like the Carolina package aside from the number six is the two youngsters on defense that we can use as building block for, for our defense going forward, along with the number three and number six that, that we that we could have had, you know, this year. But um, if Sean Payton was still at the Saints, in my mind, I was like, oh, he's going to the Saints. No brainer. Like, we need to prepare for that. But it's a toss-up, you know? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that part's interesting. And I, I really would like to know, and this is nothing against the Saints, and if there's Saints fans in here, I, there's nothing against this. But I really would like to know what's drawing Watson to the Saints. And I know there's probably aspects – beyond just playing football that might be involved with this, you know, and, you know, Watson likes his endorsements, likes his, his business life outside of the league. And, and maybe new Orleans is, is willing to offer that, that aspect as well. Playing in the dome is probably very acceptable to Watson as well. So I'd be interesting if there's in a, you know, they have a good offensive line. They have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, defensive minded coach. So I'd be really interested what other aspects of the Saints are, are interesting to Watson. You know, Mickey Loomis is a very good GM. 
say what you want about the cap situation that they're in every year. I think that's just part of their model, and they know what they're doing. I think Mickey Loomis is is a very established, very good GM. So, you know, yeah, it, because when it sounds like at the end of the day, New Orleans is probably a front runner right now. We'll see what happens after the Atlanta meeting. Right, that's a good point too. Because yeah, if, I mean, I understand Michael Thomas and playing with Kamara, but the same argument can be made for the the Panthers. You know, you got an elite running back and a and a good receiver over there too. You know, so. And it, he played in Clemson, is close to the Carolina, you know. So I, I don't, I want to know as well, you know. But thank you, thank you for uh, explaining your, explaining it to me because I was like, I thought Casero didn't necessarily approve the trade, but kind of, like you said, laid the foundation. Like this is the minimum, and since you proposed it, then you're allowed to speak to the Sean Watson. I just want to make sure I understood that. Yeah, you know? yep. Thank you. All right, appreciate it, buddy. All right. I know we still have 37 requests. May have to shut it down here in a little bit. So Gustav, Gustavo, let me see if I can find you on this list. Take yourself off mute, sir. What's up, Texan Squad? How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. So uh, my question is... Um, I mean, we we all seen what uh what Baker tweeted uh, about the uncertainty of his future with Cleveland, and basically thanking the city of Cleveland for uh, accepting him into the city. Um, my question is, with him with him uh, tweeting that, do you feel like maybe that that meeting with Cleveland with Deshaun went pretty well for them, and they feel like maybe he's going to lean more towards Cleveland? No, I think. I think that's just Mayfield probably trying to get out in front of things. Um, you know, it's a, it, it's clear that Nick Cleveland's interested in Watson and that makes uh, Baker's future uncertain at this point. So I think he's just trying to get out in front of it. And that way, if things go, you know, if he needs to move on to another team, he can start trying to help facilitate such a move. And that's where I think, it's the all uncertainty. So it kind of gives him a little wiggle room. If things go to where he gets traded to another team, then that's what it is. If he ends up staying with Cleveland and they find a, find a, you know, a path forward with him, then the uncertainty can shuffle back to that side. So I think, you know, from a PR perspective, I think that was a, a shrewd move by him to get out in front of it and not really dictate that he's gone, but he's not staying just you know, I I acknowledge that this is going on, and my heart is with you, Cleveland fans. That you know the uncertainty is is difficult to to handle right now, but you know we'll just go with the flow kind of thing. Um, so another thing, um, if if we were to accept a trade from Cleveland and Deshaun were to go to Cleveland, who would you really like to see come from Cleveland, in that trade package? So let's see here. I really like. Where was it? I was looking third. They have a really good linebacker there. Jeremiah. I'm afraid to say his name, so we'll just say Jock. J O K. I think he is an outstanding linebacker that that would be of interest. Denzel Ward, I mean, he's on his fifth-year option, so he's going to need a new contract, but that's another very good 
Very good cornerback. Greg Newsom is a very good cornerback. I do not want anything to do with Greedy Williams. I do not want anything to do with Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb. I know Nick Chubb is a very good running back, but I think the team needs to go with with draft picks and get some young juice there. Um, Wyatt Teller, the right guard, I think would be another another player that would be interesting to the team. The Texans have a, a big hole at, at the guard position even after signing A.J. McCann today. So that would be some of the players that I would look at. Yeah, I feel like um, with the way free agency has worked out and uh, like the Texans not not really looking to pick up any of these uh, free agent running backs, uh, to me it looks like more they're, they're probably going to look towards a draft for a young guy. Yep. No, I agree. I, I, I've been on record many times to, uh, to draft two running backs, get two more and two or three more in the undrafted group and just bring in a bunch of 24, 23 year olds to, to, to compete with Rex Burkhead. And the team just needs a lot of juice there. It needs a lot of longevity. You know, the, the David Johnson's and the, you know, Rex Burkhead is what it is, but, the team just has had age at the running back core for, for the past few years now, and it's just a little tiresome. And the team needs to bring in the young juice and get some young players, whether it's a running back running back by committee, that is perfectly fine with me. I don't need a three-down back. And the team can really use some, some revampment in that area. So I appreciate it. Gustav, you got anything else, sir? Uh, this should be it, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you for answering my question. Yeah, no problem. All right, so it's 10.15. These are usually an hour, but we'll keep going for a little bit longer. Colin, I know you've been waiting patiently forever. Go ahead and take yourself off mute, Colin. Texans cap, how's it going, man? It's going well, man. It's a heck of a week. You're staying busy. Yeah. Very busy. Carolina Panthers fan. Okay. Just, uh oh. See, I don't even know how this is going to work. Aaron's calling me, but I'm using my phone for. When you speak for the rest of the fan base, I'm just kind of ready to see the quarterback situation shake out for us. Uh, I anticipate, and this is, you know, part of my question for you, that that will continue to revolve around Deshaun and, you know, the conclusion of this saga before they turn to other avenues. Would you say that's most likely correct for Carolina as well as the rest of the world? All right. So Colin, I'm very sorry. Can you repeat your question? Cause Aaron tried to call me right in the middle of your question and I couldn't hear what you were saying. So what's Yeah. That? Do you, do you need ahead. to talk to Aaron, man? I mean, well, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get him back on, but go ahead and ask your question again. <laughs> okay. Um, I was saying, you know, just really uh, ready to see the quarterback situation unfold for us as far as what it's going to look like next season, whether that's Deshaun or not. Um, I anticipate that until the Deshaun Watts saga is resolved, they're not obviously going to take too hard a look at anything else. Uh, do you anticipate that that's the case for the for the rest of the league and the overall quarterback market that at this point, you know, with Wentz and Wilson, uh, and Rogers extension and then, you know, Brady coming back that it's going to take, you know, Deshaun Watson's uh, situation, you know, kind of resolving before, you know, things get moving again on the quarterback market. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely the next domino that needs to fall before the Jimmy Garoppolo's get traded, before, you know, if Cleveland moves on from Baker Mayfield, before he gets traded, if that were to happen, before Marcus Mariota gets signed. So, yes, I, I definitely think teams are waiting for that piece to fall and then they can reshuffle their decks and make their decision you know, Jameis Winston may go back to New Orleans if he's if he's healthy in time. So I think a lot of teams have plan B and plan C in place, just waiting on waiting on Deshaun Watson for plan A to see if that comes to fruition. No, absolutely. Uh, I think it looks like Aaron's in here. I might try and ask him a question if you Let can get him up. Let me see if I can get, find him on this list. There he is. Invite to speak. What do you think? Um, what do you think the timeline we're looking at? I mean, it's. I'm honestly surprised that we're on day three. Maybe that's. There you know, he is. All right, wait, no, I had him. Where'd you go, Aaron? All right, let me try this again. Oh wait, did he join? No. Sorry, Colin. Hang tight. Let's see. You're fine, Aaron. You have you have speaking rights, buddy. Bottom left of your screen. If you can accept it. As for the timeline, Colin, I think, so Atlanta's tomorrow night. If no other teams come in, then it seems like probably by Thursday or Friday, this this thing should get done. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe just didn't anticipate, you know, a couple straggler teams, like especially Atlanta kind of sneaking in. Um, but I'm just surprised that we're we're already you know it's day three and this thing's still kind of going. Well, you know, like we said, we can't. Nothing can be made official till 4 p.m. or 3 p.m. Central Time tomorrow. Tomorrow, at the anyways. Yeah, yeah, so. fair enough. Aaron, I resent the the invite to you. See if you can. Uh, see if you can get it. That's the wrong person. <laughs> I'm sitting there texting uh, Sean Pendergast by accident. He's probably going to yell at me. He's probably asleep. Aaron, you figure it out, man? I'm sure he's taking an important phone call. Uh, <laughs> I'd, right. I'd be curious if he gets back up and you get the opportunity. Uh I'm wondering if, if Carolina's next move is just to pivot right into the draft. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. If they, I mean, I, they I know st- they like. Uh, I think they like Malik Willis, and I think it's probably going to come down to if uh, Detroit or somebody else doesn't move up and steal him before six. Uh, if they don't, if they don't get uh, Deshaun, I'm just wondering if that's the natural pivot. Yeah, I think definitely. I think at this point, unless they, you know, with with Sam Darnold on the on the roster, you know, and bringing in Watson, that would be a lot of cap dollars allocated to the quarterback position. So, if they miss on Deshaun, then yeah, I think you you pivot to the draft and and at pick number 6, you're more than likely going to have uh first shot at the quarterback. I, I mean, I, unless New York tries to take one of the quarterbacks, maybe got to move up. Hey, you can trade up to number 3 with Houston if you want to get Malik Willis and we'll happy be happy to trade back with you. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, hey, uh, Texans cap, man, don't uh, don't lose your mind over these next couple of days. Appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it, sir. 
All right. We're going to jump over to Brian Poole and then Ryan Crossingham after that. Hopefully Aaron can make it back on. He may be on the phone again. Brian, I appreciate you patiently waiting for an hour now. I appreciate it, brother. I, I wanted to just say thank you guys for being such a dependable resource. Um, Aaron's one of the guys that I always make sure that, uh, you know, if I need any kind of reliable resources, he's the guy. And uh, you're definitely a wealth of knowledge on the cap, so I really appreciate it. But uh, I guess my question is, is I, I know that, you know, this is a uh, – it seems like with Levy being the, the head coach now, this is a, a defense-driven team. But I feel like we're really, really lacking a tremendous amount of offensive weapons outside of Cook. I don't really know what Nico is going to be about. I know that um, uh, Philip Dorsett did pretty well the last two games of the season. Burkhead had a decent game. That was pretty much it. But outside of that, we're really lacking. So I'm just curious. I mean, do you think that – the Texans with any of these individuals, it seems like the Browns have a, a decent amount of offensive weapons they could trade um, outside of just the draft capital. But I mean, who in the draft, if anybody in the draft or just any of the free agents out there, do you feel like maybe the Texans might try to go after? Well, I will say I was, I was a little disappointed in the Farrell Brown re-signing. I was really, the, the Auclair re-signing was not a shock. That was, I knew that was coming. So I was expecting Auclair, who's the inline blocking tight end, with Brevin Jordan, who's the move tight end. And I was really hoping Nick would go out there and try to sign, you know, a Tyler Conklin, OJ Howard type player, you know, on a one or two year deal for six or seven million per year. Unfortunately, we saw the tight end market, especially that tier two level, jump up in, in value. Yeah, I think I was hoping for the six or seven million, excuse me, six or seven million dollar APY contracts on that market, but it jumped up to eight to nine, eight to nine million. You know, we saw Everett Ingram with nine million fully guaranteed with Jacksonville, and so I was just I was really looking forward to trying to get a good veteran tight end, and he circled back to to Farrell Brown at four million, which really shocked me after making one point six million last year. I don't know what his performance commanded such a such a strong increase. So the team definitely needs a, a wide receiver three. I know they're re-signed Chris Conley and Chris Moore. Those are more wide receiver four, wide receiver five kind of guys. I think the the draft and I haven't you know, I haven't really dove in the draft head first. You know, I I really focus on free agency right now, so I don't have any specific names, but it sounds like the tight end draft class is still pretty solid on day two, day two and early day three. So maybe the team will definitely look at bringing in a young tight end to compete with Farrell Brown for tight end two spot. And then wide receiver three, I think the draft will be another spot that they're looking at to fulfill. Because at the end of the day, Brandon Cooks, his contract voids at the after this year. So he's a free agent at this year. Maybe they get an extension done like Aaron was mentioning earlier. You know, maybe they agree on numbers, but maybe that doesn't work out. And at the end of the day, the team needs to to have a second plan. So it seems like they have a lot of needs that need to be addressed. And if the Watson trade goes through that and it allows them to make a little more, you know, cover a few more of those needs, but they definitely need to get a running back on day two. And they definitely need to get probably another wide receiver 
on day two, early day three to be behind Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks and potentially work themselves up as wide receiver two in the future. But that your 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 point is spot on. They do need playmakers. Davis Mills needs all the all the talent around him that he can get. You know, they're gonna keep the book in tight ends. Hopefully they find another guard to to assist with the interior O line. I'm not sold on Justin Brennan as a center. You know, I'm not sold on J- uh, Jimmy Morrissey as the center, so we'll see what happens there. But it, it's going to be a long process that Nick Casario has continually stated that it's a long process, that this is not going to be an overturn from last year to this year, and the rebuild is going to carry on through 2023 as well. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Who are we picking at three? <sighs> see, I see a lot of love for Kyle Hamilton. I just I'm having trouble with that one. It's got to be a trade back, right? I mean, at this point, I mean, you're not taking a tackle. There's you know a lot of mock drafts having having tackles going within the top five. Aiden Hutchinson's probably going one now since since Jacksonville's spending money at tackle. I mean, if we if the team did not trade back, I don't. Is it a reach for one of the Georgia edge rushers? I don't know his name off the top of my head. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm I, curious though. I mean, like, let's just say another team wants to move up. What does that cost? Like, what does it cost Carolina to move up to three from six? See, that's a, that's a good question. So it's hard to compare past trade ups because you know, like, you could look at the Indianapolis trade with with the New York Jets, where Chris Ballard got a haul from New York when they traded up, but that was trading up for Sam Darnold, a quarterback. You're not trading up for your quarterback here, per se, unless Malik Willis or somebody sneaks up the board. But let's just say they're trading up for a positional player. So at that point, if if a team wanted to trade up from 7 or 8 to 3, maybe you get a 1 out of it. Probably a, you know, probably a 1 in a day 3 swap, something like that. But it's not going to be as, as great of a trade-up, trade-down package as we've seen for other in the past that, that involve trading up for a quarterback. Yeah. Cool. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brian. Let me try texting Aaron one more time. If not, we may have to close this one down, even though we have 23 requests. I still here. Texting Aaron again. Let me cancel your invite, Aaron, and then resubmit it. Not sure if he's listening or not. All right, let me go to my good friend, Ryan Crossingham. Aaron, you do you do have speaking rights, Aaron, if you can hear me. Ryan, what you got, sir? Hey Cap. Um do do we know when the meeting with the Falcons is tomorrow? And then secondly, just kind of what are your thoughts on kind of the run it back thing they're doing with I didn't I I'm surprised they're re-signing so many guys from last year. And the funny thing is that none of those guys are, are Kamu Guzier Hill, so <laughs> who I thought was gonna be a shoe in to be re-signed, but here we are. So as for the timing, I mean I'm assuming he has more depositions with Busby tomorrow, so I would suspect it's probably similar timeline that they had with Cleveland today where it was done in the the late afternoon. 
Um, we'll have to see if there's anybody out there following uh, following plane flights out there to figure out exactly what time. But I would suspect probably in the afternoon. As for the re-signings, yeah, there's a few players that are kind of a shock on both sides of the ball. You know, I'm really surprised at the Chris Moore and the Chris Conley. Like I said, the Farrell Brown re-signing. I'm not surprised at the Kirksey. Like I said, Kamu, I think he's priced himself out of Houston at the moment. We'll see if his market materializes when he gets out there on the open market tomorrow. I mean, legal tampering or whatever. They've been tampering for two weeks now. But we'll see what Kamu's uh, market is out there. You know, he came off surgery, so that's something that teams are going to probably have a little bit of concern with. So we'll see if in a few days if he comes back. I would suspect Houston has an offer on the table for Kamu, and they said, here, here's your offer. Go to the market and see what you find. If you don't like it, come back, and we'll we'll re, we'll discuss further something like that. But the <laughs> the running back thing, running back for four and thirteen, that is that's a that's a tough thing to to really look at, and that's I th- it may be more of a familiarity thing with the with the coaching staff, and you know. I know this team probably they won what one or two games that they probably shouldn't have, but they lost three or four games that they probably shouldn't have. So maybe this is more like a six, seven win, six or seven win team, depending on Davis Mills and what he, what he brings to the table this year. So the running back thing, I don't want that to be a real thing. I don't want that to be a real thing. <laughs> you got anything else, Ryan? No, I mean, is the last guy asking about the draft. I mean, do you think it's completely off the table that they draft they like Neil or Aquanu and play him at guard for a year at left guard because that's the hole on the line right now, and then bump him out to tackle whenever they decide Tunsil or Howard is gone. I'm a firm believer if a player is a tackle, then you play him as a tackle. We saw what happened with Titus Howard trying the trying the experiment at guard. You, you put the players at where they succeed best. And, and yeah, I mean, you can project some players. They can shift into guard, and that's worked in the past on some players. But if you played tackle in college, they need to be, they need to be starting out at tackle in the NFL. And I, I think at this point it's going to be hard not to trade back. I don't know what player the team would just fall in love with at number three that would make sense for them to trade. So, yeah, but a lot of things can happen in the next, next, next two months. I mean, or month and a half. Yeah. The hard thing I have with the trade back is like, someone's got to want to come up, you know? And I just don't see, I mean, who's gonna, like if a team wants alignment or something, like, do they really need to come to us or would they go to the jets who are actually in front of the giants or something? I don't know. Just the trade up seems odd for me. Yeah. You don't, you need, you need two parties to consummate such a trade and, I, I hear you. I mean, there may not be very many people willing to trade up. And do you trade back just to trade back, even if it's crappy value? I don't. I don't know. And that's that's an interesting uh, interesting spot that Casario's in now. I mean, the when they restructured Tunsil, and I really didn't think Tunsil was going to be a trade asset, but when they restructured Tunsil, it it solidified that the team is set with him at left tackle, and that just seems to have taken some of the tackles off the market unless they're willing to try this Howard back at guard nonsense and draft another tackle and put him at right tackle. So we'll see. Does that restructure a tonsil make it hard to trade him in 2023? Oh yeah. 
they shifted yeah. a ton of my I think I think this makes Laramie a a um, extension candidate now. I mean he's got now he's got sixteen point seven million dead money in twenty twenty three from all the prorated money that two years in a row of restructuring. So I've got a I've got a request into the team to see if void years were tacked on just to kind of flatten out the cap hit a little bit and that'll lead towards an extension. So it wouldn't shock me if come this time in 2023 or, you know, May, June of 2023 next year that the team is looking at doing an extension on Laramie Tunsil. I mean, this is at this point, 16.7 million dead money on a $35 million cap charge next year. Goodness gracious. We know the cap is going to explode next year. I think it's going to go up another – it's probably going to go up 15 20% next year, so it won't be as big of a pill to swallow. But it it, it seems like Tunsil's here to stay unless unless something changes, unless they're willing to eat some money or something like that. Yeah, the Houston Dead Monies. That's going to be the new team <laughs> name soon. Yeah, no, they're, they're third in the league this year, so that's how they roll. All right, thanks, Cap. Thanks, Ryan. All right, we'll take just a few more. I'm running out of energy. Unfortunately, I got to get up early. All right, Panther Depot. Yes, Tavon Walker is the defensive lineman from Georgia. That's the name I was looking for. Panther Depot, take yourself off uh, mute, and then we'll try to get to Hayden after that. All right. I was just going to ask you, what would a potential Saints Deshaun Watson trade look like? It's got to be three ones, a two, or two twos. It it sounds like Casario wants more picks than he does players. So, you know, it's got to be it, – it's, it's got to be three ones to start with, and then whatever conglomeration of draft picks that they're they're able to put together after that, whether it's some more twos or a Cesar Ruiz or Eric McCoy or Chauncey Gardner, those kind of players. So it's, I think three ones is dead set. I think that's that is the minimum, and then beyond that, it's just a it's just a mix of players and draft picks, and what that's going to fluctuate from team to team. And like you said, for the Saints. I don't know what they're offering, and nothing's been reported. But it's it's going to be some some grouping of you know two twos, a two and a three, and a player, a two and two players, something like that. Do you know? Do you know when I'll have his decision by? Oh gosh, hopefully soon. I mean, they're meeting with the Falcons tomorrow. Watson being them, they're meeting with the Falcons tomorrow. So if they get if they get that meeting done and there's no other teams that become involved, then I would like to to hope that the decision's made by you know Thursday or Friday at the latest. Hopefully this doesn't drag through the weekend. So if if other teams get involved, then that that may that may drag things out. But at this point, if it's just the four teams. And then hopefully we get a decision in the next 48 to 72 hours. Oh, last question. Yeah. Will Will, will Fuller, will his signing indicate anything? 
<laughs> Will Fuller, I don't he's not healthy. He he tore some ligaments in his finger. I think he's gonna follow Deshaun wherever he goes. Um Will Fuller's got a ton of talent. He's he's an excellent route runner despite what folks may think. Um got a ton of speed. He's just has an injury bug that chases him like nothing else. And I think a team would last year he got, you know, dang near 10 guaranteed from 10 million guaranteed from Miami. So I suspect if he were to sign somewhere, if he, once he's healthy, he'd probably be closer to training camp. You know, it's, it's something where he's going to get a very incentive laden kind of deal, three or 4 million guaranteed with three or 4 million in incentives based on performance, playing time, things like that. But it wouldn't shock me at all to see him end up on the same roster that Deshaun Watson ends up at. All right. That's all. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, sir. All right. Who did I? Hayden. That's right. Hayden. Go ahead and take yourself off mute, Hayden. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, so big Carolina fan here. Um, so obviously quarterback situation. So let's say Deshaun Watson does not go to the Panthers, which I'm I hope he does. But uh what what do you think in the uh what's plan B for the Panthers quarterback situation? I think they gotta shift to the draft. I don't I don't know. It's really going to depend on what Matt Rule's status is going to be with Scott mm-hmm. Fitterer and, and Temper. You know, if if it's a bridge type quarterback to try to get a few more wins, Marcus Mariota trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, Tyrod was Tyrod Taylor was signed today. Trubinsky's already gone, so I think those are your two main options. Or you just shift to the draft, and I wouldn't say it's a reset, but you shift to the draft. And look mm-hmm. at Malik Willis, you know, whether you know, whatever you can get at pick six, hopefully don't have to trade up too much. So I would think shifting to the draft would be the main thing, but if Matt Rule is really concerned about his job, then he may try to go get another quarterback to to try to get a few more wins out of the season. Right. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, man. All right, buddy. Boy, I'm sorry I had to jump off. There I've had a couple you are. Of- I've had a couple of source calls, and I wouldn't. I hope you guys understand. I, I had to take yeah, those. No, no, we understand. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I got a few, a little bit of energy left in me. So, okay, you got, you got time for a couple more questions? Of course, I do. All right. Try to see who has been waiting. Nate. Go with Nate. Take yourself off mute, sir. All right. Hey, how's it going? Good. So I got a couple questions. So say I know Deshaun Watson in his cases. Do you think he gets suspended? And if so, how long? I don't think he necessarily has to be suspended. I know a lot of reporters have said that. I don't necessarily think that he should be suspended because he's never been charged with a crime. There is some precedent because of the Ben Roethlisberger case for that. And yes, he was subject to a criminal investigation. I'm sure Lisa Frile, the NFL investigator, is in charge of this. She's a former sex crimes prosecutor, uh, head of that unit in Manhattan, New York. I would think that she will recommend something. But it just depends what kind of mood Roger Goodell's in. He thinks that he's got to do it. Or 
ordinarily what do they do? They kind of split the split the baby, as they say. And maybe it's instead of eight, it's four games, or maybe they start at six and it gets down to four. Okay. I don't think he should be suspended, just in my opinion, because there's never been any evidence submitted that he did something. It's, you know, anyone can make an allegation. It doesn't make it true. I'm not saying that, you know, some of that might not be, but if you can't prove it, how is it fair for him to be punished? Because he created bad headlines. And I still think, and this is just my opinion again, being subjective, what does okay. the league gain by punishing him? Wouldn't they rather have him on the field? Isn't that better for business? If they're worried about their public relations, they want to look like they are, you know, we'll be on the right side of this kind of thing. I can understand that, but I could also see them doing it a different way, which is just saying, you know what, we're we're going to go forward. I know this. It wasn't just because the Texans didn't intend to play him. It was because he hadn't been charged. That's why they made it very clear. If you guys remember the statements from the NFL right before training camp, that he was allowed to play. Okay. Um, also, I want to say, um, I know there's a couple of free agents out there that are waiting for Deshaun Watson's choice. So That's who do true. You think, who do you think that, like, who do you think is out there that is waiting for it? I know Teron Armstead. I know is waiting for it. Yeah, that's right. That's one of them. But uh, who, who, who else do you think you have in mind that's waiting on? You know, when I look at the, you know, the market, I wondered a little bit about Tyron Matthew, you know, and his decision. But now we're starting to hear rumors about the Steelers. Not that he would go to the Steelers, but. I also heard about Jarvis Landry. I know he might be. I know he's in the older side. I know he might be looking for a contender. I don't know if anybody really wants, like, let's say, like, Will Fuller, right? But, yeah, yeah. you know, Deshaun really likes Will Fuller, and they've had good connections before. But, you know, Will Fuller's uh, had some serious issues. He thought about retirement last year. He's very yeah. frustrated because he can never stay healthy. Yeah. And that's that's a big factor. Okay, and also I wanted to ask, um, so say Deshaun does, like, want to go to New Orleans, how much leverage do the Saints have on the Texans? Because, you know, they they will just have to um, – like, do you think they still going to get the – I've heard the terms and all that stuff is, is kind of understood. I've also heard okay. that Atlanta has not made a formal offer. So gotcha. that's kind of interesting to me because have they actually set the meeting? They have permission to meet with him. Is it actually all set up? Or did it get set up tonight? But my understanding is – and I haven't had anyone tell me that they're not meeting. So I, I think they're getting the meeting. I think it's just, you know, kind of pe- some people don't want to maybe say it, say it. But, yeah, I think there's a meeting. Okay. Uh, when do you think a trade is going to be done? you think the next couple of days? Yeah, I think that's very possible. It could be the next couple of days. It just depends how many more meetings does he take. Does he yeah. stop after four? Or is there going to be another team that tries to get a meeting? What what other teams do you think are in mind that can sneak in? Philadelphia would love to have a meeting, but he's never shown any interest in Philadelphia. Okay. And part of the reason, as I was saying earlier, if he did that and he went to Philadelphia, then he would be taking Jalen Hurts' job. Yeah. Actually, someone, a general manager joked with me earlier and said, if that's the case, if Howard Roseman knew that, then it's not my job to tell him. I would say that they could – 
cut <laughs> Jalen or trade Jalen. But yeah. you just trying to be furious, you know. That's that's not the right way to do things. So yeah. Uh, sneaky, Texas but. cap. Do you, do you think you you would have welcomed in Jalen Hurts? Man, that's a tough one. Uh, I know the Texans weren't as high on him. It, it would it would cause a lot of, it would cause a lot of co- QB controver- controversy. Yeah. You know, of who's Mills versus Hertz, and then you got split reps during camp. And I'm not saying Mills is the guy, but ooh man, that would eh, yeah. that would be tough. I'm not I'm not against it, but you know, because he's 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 clearly got some talent. He's done well in in Philadelphia. I just you know I don't know that he's any more of a long term improvement over Mills, and that would be my concern. Uh, do y'all do y'all think the players that like in the Saints is the most like uh, com- convincing part? Like with uh, pairing up with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, do you think that's just the big part and why he wants to come here? And maybe that's why they're first. Yeah, we got that question earlier, Aaron. Do you have any insight into that? Of what is what is appealing to Watson for New Orleans? I know, yeah. I know. Michael Thomas is. I know. I've heard he's putting his pitch in. <laughs> right, Michael Thomas. Um, yeah, I would say those guys. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram is calling him, texting him, etc. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that are hitting him up that wanted to play there. Uh, I don't know if one of them, but I would probably think that he's in favor of it too. Yeah, one more, uh, one more thing, Nate, before we move on. Okay, yeah, one last thing. Yeah. Does the Marcus May uh, contract affect anything with the cap situation? You know, it was a three-year, twenty-eight million dollar contract, and I think there's like fifteen million was guaranteed. I don't, I don't know his bonus. Yeah. I don't know his base salaries. Yeah. I don't have a real summary. Yeah. Um, right. uh, being very transparent, that's all from his agent, and I'm sure those numbers are true, but it's not enough numbers for me to know their cap. But they did do the Davenport restructure, and then they did a Roby restructure, extension slash restructure, and then they, you know, they can cut guys, um, and they can also restructure Deshaun's contract. So you would protect his money by getting the thirty-five million down to a lower number, and also you'd protect them against suspension. So if you're the, if you want to raise, right, you know, if you're David Mulligetta and Sean Watson. You'd want to get more money. All right, I appreciate it, sir. All right, thank you. All right, let me get Mitch in here because he's been patiently waiting. Mitch, take yourself off mute, sir. Sorry. Um, just a couple things, Aaron. Was there any scoop on Watson? You took that call, or is it? We still waiting on the Falcons meeting. Uh, the Falcons meeting, I have heard that it's going to happen, and it would happen tomorrow. But I think there was still sort of a scheduling thing. He's free. Uh, he doesn't have another deposition for another week. Oh, okay. And it wouldn't surprise me if this meeting, you know, might it be in Atlanta? It doesn't have to be in Houston now because he's actually free. On Monday, he was doing preparations for his deposition. And then Tuesday today, 
he had the deposition, so he wasn't really that available. I guess he could have flown somewhere, but they just came to him. And he has the leverage, so I guess it makes sense for them to come to him. So does Atlanta have an offer? Have they submitted an offer to Houston? I've heard they have not. Hmm. That's well, interesting that's, that they would I'll, let them come to the table then. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Saints fan, so obviously I want them in the Saints. But how, how, do you ra- how do you wrap your head around the Falcons when Matt Ryan counts for $50 million and he's throwing to Pitts and the ball boys? I mean, that's all they got. I mean, so if he wants to win a Super Bowl – Atlanta would not. I know he's from there. But I, I've had one person tell me they don't think Atlanta is that serious. That's like not I a real serious contender. I think that's that. What I, think. I think also what's happening is you've got an owner that wants to be taken seriously, that wants to get a little bit of attention, probably not to waste anyone's time, but kind of likes this idea. And gotcha. okay, but okay. I just I don't see it. I don't think it's going to happen. And I think some media are doing this kind of as a favor to you know be in with somebody okay and then um just the last thing i mean uh, obviously if the saints get them that puts them what top five in nfc right top top four yeah yeah i I hadn't really looked at it but i i I would think they'd be uh considered a contender sure yeah yeah i mean that all the all the all the quarterbacks have shifted over to afc so at this point the afc is pretty wide open beyond brady yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Mitch. Thanks for waiting so long, buddy. No problem. Thanks. All right, so we got seven minutes. That'll be two hours. Double the time I usually run these things. So we'll take a couple more questions, and then we'll probably shut it down. I appreciate all the interaction. I know we got 22 requests still pending. Um, I'm not sure we're going to be able to make it to everybody, so I apologize. If you want, maybe uh... – like just ask the maybe note without a lot of preamble guys, just ask the question real fast and we'll kind of see if we can run through a lot of, a lot of quick questions. Yeah. We can try to rapid fire these. So, all right. So we'll go Donald. Oh, Marco. We'll try Marco after this. Donald, take yourself off mute, sir. I'm on. Yeah. What you got, man? I tell him again. Yes. Yeah. We can hear you. Oh, how you doing? Good. Hey, listen. Well, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised when I did the show last year. News, dramas, whatever you want to call it. I'm not surprised by it. I'm not surprised by it at all. I will not be surprised what the, what the offer is. I mean, hey, if you want to win, like the wall still wants to win, you should do it. You should do it. Okay. Do, it. do you have a question, sir? What, what's the what? What's the question? Well, I'm sorry. What is the question? If you could. Oh, I asked a question. Yeah, just yeah. This is. Well, no, you don't have to. You don't have to ask a question. If If you just want to make a statement, that's fine too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, who else? Who else out there is still expecting to get a big offer? It's not about the big offer. It's just about what team he wants. It's not oh, about the offer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's, okay. just what, it's just what he wants. If he doesn't like that team, he doesn't want to waive the no trade. It's not about a bidding war. There's no well, bidding wars. Well, Forget about well, that. All right. Appreciate it, Donald. All right. We'll jump over to uh, Big Cavs guy. Big Cavs guy. Go ahead and take yourself off mute. What you got? 
Yeah. Hey, Aaron. Um, yeah. Do the Browns have any other backup options? Knowing obviously that Bridge is burnt with Baker, do they have option B, C, D? I mean, to go and find a quarterback for next year. Good question. I don't know what they're going to do if they're going to Jimmy G, or if they would try to pivot to. Trying to rack my brain, like what's out there that would work. I think you know Jimmy, if his health is okay, makes sense. But if it doesn't, then I don't know if they will be able to get something done. Gotcha. All right. Brown's Twitter is in shambles right now, so I was just curious. (laughs) Man, y'all had that spaces going on Sunday, and I I tweeted that out. I got like seventy-two DMs, man. Yards. Yeah, they they like they instantly as soon as you tweeted that out. They were like, we need to blow this guy up because they were trying to get you in there. As soon as I know. I was, sit, I, was, I was sitting in the parking lot waiting to pick up my daughter from church. So <laughs> I couldn't do it. I appreciate okay. it, buddy. No problem. That was that was hilarious. I mean, I just I looked down from my phone and I had my notifications turn on. and It was like ding, 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 ding. It was insane. All right, let's go, Jaden. I'm going to rapid fire these bad boys. Jaden, what you got, man? Hey, what's up? Um, I was just wondering if you think that the Vike will come to an extension with the Neil. And if not, what do you think his trade value would be? I'm sorry, which player is that you were talking about for trade? The Neil Hunter on the Vikings. Oh, I think you could get him for a third round draft pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's he's under contract. Like I heard about one team that so. was going to trade that was willing to offer a third round pick for Laramie Tunsil. Whoa, 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 say that again. I heard about a team that was that would have offered a third round pick, and that was that wasn't good enough. Oh, okay. Sorry, I said something about Tunsil. Yeah, I mean Hunter's got that eighteen million dollar roster bonus that's due. I think the third or fifth day of the league year, so that's Friday or Sunday. At that point, the team's either going to have to restructure that by converting that to a signing bonus or trade him. So I don't know if an extension's really in the works, but maybe because they do have two board years already tacked on that they can use to smooth out that cap hit. All right, let's see here. A couple more, and then we're going to have to shut it down. So Cameron, Yeah, I can do, do two more. i, I yeah, got to get back on the phone. I, yeah, yeah, I, I got a lot of calls to make. All right, we'll do one more. So Cameron, Tucker, you get to close this out, sir. Cameron, take yourself off me. There you go. Last yeah, one. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah, it's going to be quick. Um, So I joined probably 30 minutes ago, so I'm, you guys might already answer this, but is this pretty much just on Deshaun now? Yes, it's okay. on him picking the team. Then the Texans, they already have the parameters with the teams that have offered. They already have that part worked out. He picks the team. Maybe they do a few things at the end uh, in terms, and then done deal. Okay. So, But he's got to meet with people. You know, he hasn't even had whether this Atlanta meeting happens or not. I'm just assuming it will. So right now, those are those three teams, Saints, Panthers, and Browns, all have bids that have accepted. It's just on him to choose. They all made an offer, yeah. And okay. but obviously, for the Texans to grant permission, they must have thought the offers were, you know, fine, good enough. Okay. It's not about taking the best offer, though. So if you're a Texans fan, just I would just say 
I, I like to be very realistic about expectations. You yeah, may no. not get you may not get your best terms because it might not be the team with the highest pick. It's not about what the Texans want or their fans. It's about what Deshaun Watson wants. Okay, he's got the power. The no trade clause is pivotal. Do you have any details of those like those offers at all? They're all involved three first round draft picks. Okay, is like the weight have... the weight of like the Panthers like sixth pick? Was that probably like save a second rounder versus like another team or something or any idea? I think I would report. I would report it if I could, or tell you probably. But no, I don't know that. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think the framework. I, I, I think the framework I would say is like, there. It's, yeah, I would just say, guys, like you know, I know that everybody wants to have every single answer, but I'm being honest with you and saying that. So as the honest answer is, I don't know, and I would never pretend to know something I didn't. I don't, don't want to you know do anything but give you guys the best information. Or if I tell you I can't say or I can't talk about it, I, I would tell you that. But no, I, I don't know that. Um, I'm uh, I don't work for the team, and I'm not you know privy to like nobody. Just to understand how it works, you know, the level of information I get is pretty good, I guess, um, whatever. But, yeah, there's there's a limit. Yeah, right. I get you. All right. Appreciate it, Cameron. I appreciate it. Yep, thanks. All right. We're going to have to shut down after that. Aaron, I appreciate you uh, taking a copious amount of your time to, to come on with me, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch over the next – however many days that we're always absolutely and yeah thank you troy and for all the work you do on the salary cap and uh for being a friend and uh yeah uh, for anybody that's listening yeah troy's one of the guys that's had my back since i got to houston we've always hit it off and i've been person and training camp and press stuff and yeah this year wasn't just kind of a weird year for me this past year and uh yeah uh, appreciate you all right buddy all right well thanks for everybody from uh you know, we had upwards of 1,200 listeners at various points to this, and I appreciate everybody's patience. I apologize to the folks that we could not get to, you know, try to get to as many questions and requests that we could tonight. You know, again, this was a, a fantastic, a fantastic showing, and I appreciate everybody's support, and we'll be back next week. We're back on Tuesdays. And, uh, if you, you know, if you want to join us, we'll be back next Tuesday. And if you want to read anything that I've been writing, you can go to capandtrade.substack.com. Aaron is at Aaron Wilson, or I think it's, uh, Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. And he's on the pro football network. I think he already dropped off, but that's okay. So again, I appreciate everybody joining us. And with that, we will shut it down and everybody have a wonderful night. Thank you. Thank you.